can't even function without my day planner. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a reason to keep on living. Still trying. Still trying. Still trying. You need to chill, okay? You just need to relax. Relax? How am I supposed to relax? My relaxation tips are in my day planner. All right. Hey, all you Six Sad fan club members. Welcome to our second episode of Six Sad Film Club, your favorite 90s slash 2000s film and pop culture podcast. I'm the S, Shannon. I'm a writer and artist living in Houston, Texas. I'm the A, Anna Lori, an actress living in Los Angeles, California. And I am the big D at the end, Dominique, <laughs> a DJ and model living in Houston, Texas. Yes. Um, how are you how are you both doing this week? How are you doing, Dom? I'm doing great. I just accepted a new job offer, so I'm a career boy again. So I'm literally on top of the world. Oh I'm my excited. gosh. So no more the really cool jeans? No more that store? No, no more that store. I'm getting back <laughs> out of retail, but I'm going to be smart about it this time and never say that I'm never, or not say that I'm never going back to retail because last time I said that, I got furloughed and then started working retail again. So I'm going to not use the never word and just be happy with where I'm at in my life right now. Yes, never say never. Yeah. Don't you listen to Justin Bieber? Also Brandy. (laughs) Okay. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? Um, I, who's next? Annie, how you doing, Annie? Um, I'm good. I I am vaccinated. Hey! Um, how are you doing, Shannon? Oh my god, wait, I'm sorry, I also got (laughs) (laughs) you. keep forgetting. Yeah, no, I'm great. I'm having a great time. Um, I went to Oklahoma this, uh, (laughs) this week. It was really nice. I went to Turner Falls, Oklahoma, so it was like a little waterfall. It was really nice. pretty. Yeah. Nice. And you're you're engaged, Annie. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, round of applause for Annie. Yes. Yes. Woo. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. But now <laughs> it is time to introduce this week's movie. Um, it is New York Minute. Yes. <laughs> New York Minute, um, starring Mary Kate and Ashley. Um, they're only adult movie, correct? Where, the, where they're like, this is the oldest we've seen them on film, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they're still teenagers, but adult. Yeah, but adult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Annie, are you ready to give us some stats? Yes. Let's get into yeah. some stats. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so here are the stats for New York Minute. It was made in 2004. Uh, it's a Warner <laughs> Bros. flick. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the director the director is Denny Gordon. It was written by Emily Fox, Adam Cooper, and Bill Collage. Mm-hmm. Or College. Um, it stars Mary-Kate Nashley Olsen. And also... And also that very famous man who Eugene Levy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. From Schitt's Creek. Yes. Okay. Um Andy Richter. Like 
Wow. Was he the so fake talk about, Chinese man? Talk about other disappointing things. <laughs> 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 the most minimal thing how i feel about it somebody from supernatural right um yeah well yes he and is gilmore girls yes he's seen from <laughs> gilmore girls jared jared padalecki riley smith from also from motocross oh <laughs> my god he's from oh, motocross and then also so i just want to say drew pinsky is the dad and i had no idea who that was but on imdb because i was like i even wrote in my notes i was like this dad is so dry like usually mary kate and ashley movies they always have like a cute quirky dad am i wrong? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like who is this man like do they ever have moms but he he's a cameo he is actually a real doctor mm -hmm. dr oz radio right. personality he oh my god so-called love line since the 80s oh my god so i miss radio like, shows i right? miss radio shows so much that'd be so nice to start one <laughs> also do both of you guys watch Shit's creek i don't i actually don't okay. do and, you, but i know i'll like it i know i will like it I, wa I watched the first episode go ahead okay well i was gonna say it's a really funny show like i was obsessed with it. I watched it twice now, all the way through. Um, and there probably will be a third time. But uh, spoiler: there's another character from Schitt's Creek that's in this movie. Uh, Bob, the guy at the end, who's like on a road trip. I think him and his wife. Oh, um, with Rockins, Eugene. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, wait, it's the Schitt's Creek reunion. Oh my god! In 2004, so it was yes. crazy. So I was like, oh wow, this is a small world but you know hollywood is a very small world so it made sense but i was like oh my god does anybody else realize that this is bob and um johnny rose from schitt's creek so crazy oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. okay now i'll have to oh, cool. watch it. Yeah. yes for, yes for it's homework it's i know homework. it's funny like, i know i need to watch it <laughs> <laughs> um the budget for this movie just real quick and then we can move on um was 30 mil but opening weekend, wow. it only made five million, and then I'm pretty sure these numbers are—they're not from all time, right? It's just wow. like while it was in theaters, because um, the grossing amount never exceeded the budget. <gasps> so this movie is considered just like a giant flop. Fail, and it, well, it's because like weren't they mostly straight to uh, VHS DVD people anyway? Mm -hmm. This was only their second, uh, like, motion picture, like, huge motion picture after, I think it was It Takes Two, which is when they were, like, little girls. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. I never saw this in theaters. I never saw this in theaters. Or knew that it was in theaters, I think. I I definitely oh saw it in theaters. You did? Yeah. <laughs> you both did? So, okay. So my thing was, like, I was a huge fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, but also, at the time, like my four biggest bands and artists that I listened to, because this was like fourth grade, was Simple Plan, who's like the big punk Me rock too. fan in the music. Wait, in the how movie. Grade were you in? Did you say fourth grade? Okay, <laughs> I was in that's not that far. I was in seventh. I feel good. No, because you do make me feel bad, but no, no, you should I feel good about you. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead. I only know this because like my like grade went with the year. So like in like first grade, I was in 2001, like second grade, mm. 2002, fourth grade, 2004. So like, I remember like, this is when I had like music class with like all my best friends and we all listened to like Simple Plan, Good Charlotte, Fifi Dobson and Avril Lavigne. Y'all were so, so like, cool. Y'all were oh, seven? 
you were seven years old? <laughs> yeah, well, we were influenced by like all the older kids, like the fifth graders. And then like on our street, cause we all lived close to each other. So like uh -huh. on our street, there was a bunch of middle schoolers who were like skater boys and like introduced us to like all of this like good music <laughs> or back then what I would consider good music. But yeah, like it was like this brand new world for us. So yeah, in fourth grade, we were already oh, being You have like, the best ancestors. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I can't complain. I can't complain. But I mean, I will say I was kind of disappointed when I rewatched this movie because it was like one of my favorites back in the day because of the fact it was New York City, the Olsen yeah. twins and Simple Plan. So I was like, oh, this yes. is like the best movie ever, like fourth grade me would say. But <laughs> rewatching it, I was like, oh, this is a really problematic racist movie <laughs> and it could have been so easily avoided um like it was so unnecessary yeah what what do you think annie what were your first impressions when you you know in the past and maybe we're watching it now um i too just remember like really liking it because i i also really loved mary kate and ashley um thought they were so cool loved all the outfits but yeah i didn't really remember it i was just like oh yeah i knew i been it but I told y'all, like, I watched it on a plane a couple years ago, and I was mm -hmm. like, holy shit, this is terrible. <laughs> like, it's bad. Yeah. And you're right, so easily avoidable. Not yeah. cool. It made me, well, I guess I'll wait till we get into the synopsis. Yeah. yeah. Just, like. And it had so much potential. Like, you had the Olsen twins, yeah. who were, like, huge stars at the time. And then you had Simple Plan, which was a huge band at the time, at least in my world. And then it's like, the plot could have just been so much yeah. better and different. And like, it could have just went in a different direction and it could have, you know, made the 30 mil in the first opening weekend or whatever, but it just, it fell flat on its face, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say like, um, my first impressions, I definitely watched it for The Simple Plan. I was a big fan of um, their show that they did right, I guess right before this, right? When they were like middle schoolers or, <sighs> do you know the show? Oh, that the um, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen's show. Yeah. That was on um, whatever channel that- um... It takes to, okay, I guess I should Whoa, look it up. my brain is like- That show, I loved that show. It was really good. I really liked Amanda Bynes' show too, where she was yeah. like- because it came on the what, channel um, that One on One was on. Amanda Bynes' show is what I like about you, and that is on HBO Max right now. Also, <laughs> what I, wait, no. What I like about you is the show, what's the movie? What a Girl Wants is also on HBO Max too. Go and watch mm -hmm. those, send some coins to, to a legend, please. So little time. So little time. So little time looked so good because oh. the styling was so cute. Their outfits yes. were, they were like, they were both Lizzie McGuire's, but like edgier. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how they styled them. There was a lot of those, you know, when you could like scrunch your hair after you get in the shower. It was a lot of beach weights. Yep. Yep. Because of course, it's Mary Kay and Ashley who went on, Mary Kay and Ashley who went on to be, you know, the boho superstars. Fashion like, icons in their own right. Yes, all look like hobos. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> stylish hobos, that was their thing. Um, and then they had friends. dolls. They had dolls, uh, and yeah. And I guess they said after this, we're never, we're not going to act again. Actually, we're going to pass that to Miss Elizabeth. We're passing the torch. Right. Um, who I love, I love Elizabeth Olsen. So much. I do too. I do we'll too. And it's bar and like 
talk WandaVision if y'all have watched that. <gasps> yes. Vishan? Vishan. Hi, Vishan. Wait, wait, excuse me. So there's this picture of Vision in a really tight in a really tight um shirt. He's got like pecs or something, and somebody's put a gold chain on him and a do rag, and they're calling him Vashon. <laughs> Annie, have you not seen it? Yeah, you need to pay attention to Dom's uh, Twitter. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Let me. I'm gonna bring up the picture to show you so you can know what we're talking about. We all know about. Vision is fine. Yes. <laughs> Wait, no do rag. I added the do rag. My bad. No, no, there is one with the do rag. Oh Let me find God. it. Let me find it. And then they also have one with like a beard. Oh but wait, God. it gets better. It gets better. I Hold love Sean. No, that's Daniel from Insecure. I, know. I, I had to apologize to my boyfriend because I was like, I'm definitely on the internet right now lusting after Vashon. So like, yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. Like, it's all love. I would never cheat on you, but like, oh, Vashon. <laughs> If, you, if we're ever looking for a third, I know who to who to talk to. <laughs> oh Hi, Vishan. Hi, Vishan. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, um, wait. Also, real quick before we move on, like mm -hmm. the writer of this movie who also did the story by the Emily Fox chick, I looked up looked her up after you know watching. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, what else have you done? Um, <laughs> She ever since she did a lot of TV and then moved on to just producing. So like Okay. Um, I mean and she did also, what she could with she what she did. Had. Like yeah. yeah, the plot is like there's I feel like they tried to fit so much in and get all these cameos in and mm -hmm. we did yeah. get Bob Saget. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Bob Saget. Um I know that's not a popular opinion, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, great. And then also just to like flavor, I think the year might have not been swell for movies and like specifically to this movie, like we had, or like, I don't know, just like putting it in a category with other films that came out in 2004. We had Dodgeball, <laughs> Team America, World Police. Oh my gosh. And like so Will Ferrell humor. Will Ferrell humor is like supreme. Mm -hmm. Yes. At this time. So like mm -hmm. I don't know. Just trying to paint a picture. Yeah. Because yes. I mean it also came out around the same time as like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen and like um, a Cinderella story and Mean Girls and like all of these other like Ella Enchanted, like all of these other like teen girl centered movies that were like so good. But mm -hmm. like New York Minute just like missed missed the mark in a lot of ways, you know? It's just it's it really it, I think the problem might be that there's two of them because they're trying to fit in two two stories, two villains, two boyfriends. <laughs> and it's like it might just be like they didn't have enough time to space it out for both of them. Right. But like but they totally could have. They totally could have. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the boy thing didn't even need to be a part of the plot because, like, how we discussed with Spice World, like, it was a movie about five girls and there was no love interest. And, like, mm -hmm. it worked. It was great. We loved it. And, like, right. those are five different personalities. This movie, you have two personalities and you're throwing all of these different subplots in there and, like, all these boys and then Eugene Levy's weird, creepy character, <sighs> which we'll get into. But, like... Yeah, it just, it, it could have been so much better. It had so much potential to be a great movie, but it, it just wasn't. It, it just wasn't, but they looked really cute the entire time. Oh yeah, It looked so cute. 
and they they themselves are adorable Uh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) except jane grew up to be megan kelly but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know what Sorry. I I didn't want to I wasn't going to bring this up, but now that you mentioned it, I was like, okay, would would Jane would she have voted for the the person mm-hmm. that we don't speak of? Or or I don't think so. I think she would have gone the Hillary Clinton route. Okay, I agree. I I after some time and some thinking about it, I I came to the same conclusion. I was like, okay, there's no way that after the Me Too movement would have started, Jane would have still been on that side <laughs> of the tracks. Like she definitely would have came to the light side. Um, I, yeah, no, you guys are both so right because even by the end of the movie, she started to see what's really important. She's going to England. She's, yeah, she's going to England. She's going to be way more socialist when she gets back. She'll be kind yeah. of And you know what? The ladies at House of Bling talk some sense into her. So they really just shook her into and to check, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's actually get into this uh, recap and you can drop us a line at sixsidefilmclub at gmail.com if you want to tell us what you were doing in 2004 when this movie dropped. Were you in first grade listening to Simple Plan like dumb? (laughs) Please let us know. yeah, no, not first grade. That oh. would make me like a Generation Z person. Yeah, or, I don't know. Or, fourth grade. <laughs> oh my fourth god, grade. I love this fan in college, and then Dom will be like, "Yeah, I listen to him in pre-K." <laughs> 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 <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Love that for us. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> okay, so this movie starts off with a dream sequence. Of course, the dreaded "I'm late, I'm late, I'm late." Um, Jane, Ashley's character, is inside of a clock. She's got speech anxiety, she's naked, all the worst things that could possibly be happening to her. Um, and we wake up in her very pink room. Uh, and the girls are very different, you know. This kind of, this movie kind of sets up the same way that that movie with Katherine Heigl and her not her twin, but her little sister, and they switch bodies. You wish you wish Disney movie. Yeah, it kind of starts off like that, like when one's you know perfect we should do wish upon a star right mm-hmm. another movie uh one is like perfect and one is like edgy um we you know ashley's a responsible one and she's she wants to go to oxford but uh, J- uh roxy mary kate's character has curly hair that's how we always knew which one is mary kate always had browner hair and curlier hair right that was her fire mm-hmm. and oh. Eyeliner, eyeliner was usually a little heavier. Yeah, just to be like, this is this is, this is my identity. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she is punk. She wants to skip school and go to a simple plan video. Same. Um, and she has a database of excuse notes in her computer. That's a cute touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, I don't I don't know if you guys noticed this, but she had like. 10 simple plan posters. There was like oh one in the bathroom, one in the room, another one in the room, two more in the like closet, like po- like pictures and posters in the car. It was everywhere. I was yeah. like, okay, we get it. You love simple plan. Yes. I love the set design. Um, oh yeah. 
That is so funny. <laughs> yes. She probably had the hit clips too. You remember hit clips? I do. I keep talking about hit clips. Yes. I, I had do. a hit clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what year I had hit clips or what grade I was in, but yes. I embryo? Had yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so Mary Kate Snake gets in the shower with Ashley. I wouldn't want to be her sister either if that happened. And um, they have this like outfit face off. It's like Metallica versus Momica. That's what I was calling it. Um, <laughs> because, you know, one's Metallica, like Dom is wearing a Metallica shirt now. And then one is dressed, you know, for her Oxford speech. She's giving a speech to get a fellowship to go to Oxford. That's her thing she has to do by the end of the day. Okay. And then Mary Kate's is the simple plan. Uh, the civil plan shoot. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, um, there, there. Her dad is their dad is an OBGYN. He's not gonna. He didn't make it to the speech. He never makes it, right? Mm, I don't. No, think he so, never made no. it. The dad. This is the last time we saw the dad. Uh, and, but he. But they don't have a mom. Their mom passed away. Um, Mary Kate is a forger. She can sign her own notes and uh, she's got a really cute purple bug and they're playing the Donnas, which is my favorite band from so many nineties movies. So that's really cool that they got the Donnas to be in on the soundtrack. You, have you seen movies where the Donnas like play a prom, right? Have you seen mm -hmm. anyone? They've done like three movies where they've done that. So that's really cool that, I feel like this is the last movie I've heard them in, I guess. Yeah, I can't think of yeah, any movie after this one. Okay. Was Jawbreaker one of the movies they performed in? Or am I tripping? I think so. Yeah, they're on stage. Yeah. Okay. Jawbreakers. They're in Jawbreakers. They're in this movie with uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where she's dating Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier from Entourage. Drive Me Crazy. Oh, that, okay. The lady from Obsessed is also in Drive Me Crazy. The one who's not Beyonce. Um, <laughs> And so there's a truancy officer who is after Mary-Kate and he sees a simple plan ticket. So now he's on to her. Did you, I mean, I understand Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy is a comedy actor, but you know, very talented. I didn't like his, <laughs> I didn't like his whole storyline. And existed. I didn't either. And it kind of <laughs> took me out of the movie every time he came on stage and the other guy and the other villain. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> His obsession with Roxy was very odd because it's like you're a grown man and this is a teenage girl. You yeah. have pictures of her in your apartment, but you're late on rent, like because you're you're stalking her. Like you need to get your priorities in check, dude. Yeah. And all the way to the <laughs> to Manhattan, to yeah. New Jersey. Okay. Lock them and, up. Like they could have had just as fun of a movie that would have been honestly more reminiscent of their old movies i feel like if those two characters the two bad guys didn't exist right, right? there yeah. they could have had escapades in the city still yeah right. exactly i think it i think it's too young i feel like the humor there is a little for like a younger audience and they were trying to make a more adult movie and it right. just didn't click like if you want because like if they had kept with the type of humor that they had for that they have for um the tv show um what is it again? It's a little time. Mm -hmm. Like that was more updated. That was like edgy. That was like, it felt like it matched its audience or, you know, the same age as the girls that they were playing. 
and right and then in the movie it was just a little bit they were, i guess they were trying to get a wider audience get more money maybe and they should have like focused right. it <laughs> right because it felt like they'd never decided whether or not if this was a kids movie or a movie for like young adults because it's like yeah. there was a lot of like kid humor but there was also like a lot of like in my opinion like sexual innuendos yeah and why was Mary? Uh, why was Ashley Olsen, naked? like naked so much? Like in the beginning, she was like naked in her dream sequence, and then when she's like running um, away from like the senator lady, she's like yeah. loses her towel and she's naked, and then they're like running through New York for like hours naked, and it's like this it, is weird. They're yeah. seventeen-year-old girls. Like, why are they naked? That's that's exactly it. Yeah, there it didn't add to the movie. Times when like I think. Eugene Levy's character did it once. And then also the guy that's from SNL, I forget his name. Um, but the guy that like they kept running into that gives her the grants at the end. Sorry. Oh, okay. The the guy, uh yeah. McGill. Hudson yeah. McGill, the guy who is his name's on the fellowship. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that that they kept like attacking, right. like spilling <laughs> things on him all day. Like it's just so funny. Uh, that, was um, that was a good payoff. Go ahead. There, there were multiple times, or so I just remember two times when those two characters like came out of nowhere and put their hand on one of the girl's shoulders. And it was just like, it made me, I was like, ah, what do you like? Stop. Yeah. That was unnecessary blocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it they were like, very, like putting them anywhere, putting them in trunks. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. And then there was, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there was one scene where Mary-Kate was like, I'll go quietly and like does her hands like this. And Eugene Levy is like, oh, I don't use handcuffs, just brains. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> this is nasty. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the truancy officer is searching for, uh, for Roxy because she's the number one truant in Nassau County. They finally get onto this train, you know, they're both heading to Manhattan. Um, I guess they didn't, they didn't know that they were both heading to Manhattan though, I think, because uh, Roxy's supposed to be in school. Um, but she's on the, she's on the train air drumming to Nelly. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Jane doesn't have a ticket, so she gets she ends up getting kicked off the train and um and uh oh excuse me, I'm sorry, Roxy gets doesn't have a ticket, she gets kicked off, and that ends up getting uh Jane kicked off because I you know they did the whole twin thing. I did like the twin things they were doing in this in this movie. That's always mm -hmm. fun, you know. Oh, we're gonna be each other, oh you know, oh yeah, we're gonna get mistaken for each other and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Okay, and this is where we finally meet the horny guy on the bike because everything he said <laughs> was hornier than the last. And like, uh huh. <laughs> they had no other conversation besides um, innuendos. <laughs> and he's he's moving to London. <laughs> I thought I was gonna say it. I didn't want to jump again, but yeah, no, I escalated so fast. Yeah, he's the kind of guy like he'll call you and like you'll be he'll be like what you doing I'm like oh I'm taking a shower oh without me what do you ha -ha. mean <laughs> without me ha -ha. <laughs> you, you know who he reminded me of do you guys know do you guys know Casey Frey oh my God yes the guy I who don't to Justin Timberlake you okay. probably do he's you really I, yeah he I think he was on Vine maybe not maybe he was like after Vine yeah, he was on um, Vine. 
but he like does all of these um like stupid videos and like kind of looks like him yeah he kind of looks like him and he's kind of like that smug like that, like <laughs> kind of guy him in the middle kind of look yeah like okay, I, <laughs> I pulled up a picture I, yeah i just looked too i don't recognize him but i can oh my god okay i'm gonna send you some um some oh, videos yeah. after we record yeah, I will do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. he's just like goofy but like also kind of sexy uh -huh. but not in a traditional way like uh -huh. it's just it's like a weird sexy i don't know like i feel like i would kiss him and be like that was weird like <laughs> <laughs> yes um <laughs> So yeah, she bumps into him and he takes off her, like he rips her skirt. <laughs> and then he has like a long stare with her. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's all I wrote for that. And then uh, they get on the bus, you know, they separate. Uh, there's no trains for three hours, no taxis. Um, and then, you know, here comes the secret, secret spy storyline with the guy who is pretending to be Chinese, or he's sometimes doing a Chinese accent, but then he'll also you know, some, a character will point out that it's racist and he'll stop, but then he'll, you know, go eventually go back to it. Um, some, well, the thing is that something, somebody puts something into Roxy's bag and that's, you know, his whole storyline is trying to get that thing out of her bag. Um, so he offers her a free ride. And so she goes to get her sister and, uh, you know, we find out that he's adopted, right? He calls his mom, and, and that, that's where she tells him not to be, not to talk like that, right? I feel like she's the first one to say that. Because she was like, "You either speak Chinese or you speak English. Like, stop with this weird accent." Why couldn't they just have an Asian actor, <laughs> or if they wanted that so bad? Right, because the whole like number one adopted son story thing, like that was just weird and unnecessary and the character the actor wasn't even that great or memorable to where it needed to be him playing yeah. that character like there's plenty of like successful great actor asian actors out there that could have played an asian character like we didn't need this weird white guy yeah, with his weird racist accent like yeah it, it was just he weird gone, like a mob route like the, he could have been in the mob or something like yeah. that would be believable too i don't know it would be her bag but you know yeah. i don't know yeah yeah um that was <laughs> miss fox um so yeah now we've got a manhattan montage uh the girls are in manhattan the or they're on their way, they're in the limo, excuse me. But this is where he locks them in. So he waited the whole drive from Jersey to to Manhattan to lock them in the car. That's what I was afraid that was gonna happen to us in Rome. Sorry. Oh my God, yes, me and Annie took a <laughs> taxi to the airport once from Rome and he started driving off somewhere we had never come from before. Like in its I was rural, it was grass, it was, I was like, we're, we didn't come this way. So I was like mentally like, okay. Thank you to my dog. I love you. Like just like saying <laughs> like, like, so good in that trip. Like it would it would have been fine, I guess. Well, I'm glad nothing bad happened to you. Just oh, yeah, the, the back way to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were sorry. like, where are we going? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So so they yeah, they're locked in. You know, he tells them they're locked in. They escape through the roof very easily. It's fine. They run off into the park <laughs> and get into the subway. <laughs> and um, he's there, and him and Ash, him and uh, Jane start arguing in Mandarin, which is I I like I like that. I guess um, 
showing that she's smart is I guess what I was getting out of that. Um, uh, and Roxy has nunchucks and they start fighting. I guess that's a little racist as well, the nunchucks. Um, but but they're both like surprised by each other. Like, I didn't know you spoke this language. Oh, I didn't know you had you knew how to do that. Um, and, you know, that's a part of their story that they have grown apart, I guess, in their teenage years. Um, they kick him onto a train. Uh, of course, her heel breaks, and then Mary Kate breaks the other. Her, I guess, her whole outfit is just, ruined. <laughs> just ruined for the day. Oh, and then both of their outfits get ruined by like sludge. So, oh, yeah. a couple times yeah, that happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when like Jane uh, was fighting with the homeless man, and it's like, look, you're either gonna give the man the money or you're not. But like, <laughs> stop fighting with this man. Like, stop trying to tell a homeless man what to do with his money, and like. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So she was still making Kelly then. Oh, mm -hmm. Because she was like, he's just going to buy drugs and alcohol. So it's hard out here. Like, that's not your business. And also, don't give him money. Don't talk to him if you don't want to give him money. Like, or just let your sister give him money. Like, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, this movie did not age well. No, yeah. Okay, so, but Jane ends up, you know, losing her her day planner in that guy's car. And this is, you know, has all her notes for her speech. Um, and she's got three hours to the interview, right? So they are filthy, their clothes are gross. So they break into a hotel room and they see a fancy dog. What are those dogs? I've never seen one of those dogs in real life. I'm sure they're very expensive. <laughs> they're, in, they're in movies. <laughs> they're in movies all the time. They're That's movie, a point. Booked. Um, the limo driver calls Jane, you know, you know, I've got your day planner. You got to meet me to trade for a chip uh, that they end up feeding accidentally to the dog. This chip. Mm -hmm. this chip. Which, um, such an unbelievable scene because the guy is just standing there like, well, I think it's going to uh, it's going to be hard because the dog just ate the chip while the dog's eating the chip. And it's like you could <laughs> easily like snap your fingers or call the dog's name and he wouldn't have ate the chip. But you just let him do it. Like, uh, it all. That's yeah. <laughs> such a strange scene to like yes yeah. it's Mary Kate and Ashley but they're not famous in this world so mm -hmm. and even though they're you know supposed to be you know like pretty twins or whatever that they're going for with that gross joke or whatever like it's my birthday which you not that they're in your room your yeah. mother's room Right. Okay, yeah. So yeah, enter Jared Padalecki from Supernatural <laughs> and Gilmore Girls. Are you good? And I have yes, he uh there yeah, like Annie just said, they're in their robes and towels because they just showered and he he says the birthday thing. I didn't write that down. Ew. Um Pink is playing and they are whipping their hair in slow motion, is what I wrote down. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> he immediately wants to hang out with them. <laughs> he like, doesn't know them at all. Um, but also his like enthusiasm for Roxy is the same throughout the whole movie. It doesn't actually really make sense because after he gets kidnapped, she's like, Hey, do you want to go somewhere? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> um, you're just in a car behind this girl. You want to go hang out with her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then his mother is a senator. Exactly. And she's, she ends up being at the, the big speech. Um, and that's her dog. So th this dog eats the chip and it goes out the window and Jane and Mary Kate are on the ledge in their towels. 
and she's talking about how she's late for the simple plan shoot. <laughs> um, and she tells the dude her name on the way out. Not that he cared. He was ready to die about that pussy end from the beginning. Um, <laughs> right? They end up in a trash can with a dog. Filthy again. So they just shower another filthy again. Yeah. Um, here comes Black <laughs> Boy who lands on top of her while she's in her towel and says something else sexual and gross. Casey Frey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Roxy, um, Roxy gives him Jane's name and number, and then you know there's another. We see Bob. This is where we see Bob Saget when they're um they are downtown. So they they finally get clothes. They get I love New York shirts and wedges, which is a very cute look. Um, and they're eventually waiting for this dog to poop. Uh, <laughs> the dog. So he never pooped. Uh, they and you would think head. after they throw him out the window that he would like nervously shit everywhere, like have nervous dog diarrhea. I mean, um, God, I hated that. Like, yeah, it was, it was so weird. bad. It was like, weird. How's that going to go through his intestines? I feel like they should have taken him to a vet. Yeah, like that was a bad, like the writer's room definitely needed to go back and do some revising and editing, but um. Yeah, I just, I felt so bad for the dog when they threw him out the window. And like, I mean, he was such a trooper that he was just like, eh, another day in New York, like shit happens, like no big deal. But um, yeah, no, I feel like with all that nervous energy and like all the stuff that they had been through between like him flying out the window, falling in the trash can, and then like, you know, being literally sh shook to almost to death, like he should have had doggy diarrhea at that point. Poor doggy. I know. Poor yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Supernatural, they <laughs> they separate, and uh, Roxy ends up at the Simple Plan video shoot, um, and Super Supernatural has a friend who knows where it is, so he has the address, so now he's going to go find his girl. Um, and this is where the limo driver uh, puts, Ash, puts Jane in his car, and she gives him the dog, and she's trying to get her her planner back um and then they end up running out of the car because he's like trying to attack her i guess and the dog hasn't done anything so and now he now super plan, supernatural is at the simple plan shoot with no pass and he cannot get in even though he's the son of the senator um but roxy is inside and she needs to get she has to like let him in so uh jane and the dog are now on stage looking for her and that's when Eugene Levy, the truancy officer, is there looking for her in the crowd. This is this is the simple plan shoot. So it's just a lot going on. It's like they're shooting and you know, everybody's trying to get to everybody. And <laughs> there is a nice scene where they get to like uh crowd surf. That was cute. Uh <laughs> yes. a lot going on. I kind of wish we got to like enjoy the scene a little bit more rather than the truancy officer being there. Is that really what I don't like about that scene? I mean, because even, like, Jane being, like, did you guys wash your hands? Like, that was, like, that was the only part that aged really well. Because um, yeah. I was, like, oh, she would thrive in quarantine. Like, yeah. she'd be, like, a trooper. Six feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roxy, um, she gets to give her demos to an A&R rep. Um and then the truancy officer tries to get her, but she says, check your fly. And then she gets away. And I definitely use that joke as a kid <laughs> after watching this movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is where the limo driver abducts Supernatural. Don't worry. He's fine about it. He's <laughs> like, about it. Um, and Roxy and Jane are running from the officer and they fall down a manhole, which I'm actually very afraid of doing. Uh, those manholes are scary. And also, you could be like walking in New York on the big sidewalks and they'll just have um, that's, you know, that door that's flat door and it's stairs that goes down. Those could just be open. You could just fall down some stairs. Mm -hmm. Kind of scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, they end up in a sewer. They end or, up in a sewer. What did she say? It's not a sewer. It's the water or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like dirty water to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. And it was. This is where they get into House of Bling. Um, is House of Bling a good place to stop for for your segment? What do you think? Do you have anything uh, to say about that? Or um, you know, I think House of Bling is a good place to stop for my segment because okay. I think House of Bling was like the pinnacle of the fashion moments in this film. Okay. All right. Okay. That's where we're gonna pause. Let's take yeah. a break for Dion's Davin reports, and then we'll be back with the second half of this movie. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Woo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, guys, welcome back to Dion Davin's Report. Today we're gonna be talking about New York Minute. Um, it is very iconic in the sense of like, it has a few, few memorable looks um, from the Roxy's Metallica tee, with the white long sleeve shirt underneath and the boot cut jeans and the flip flops with the red hat. Like who didn't want to have that outfit back in the day? Like I remember seeing that and being like, well, I need a Metallica shirt and yes. boot cut no, jeans all now. Great. All their clothes were great. Yeah. I love the, the punk take that they gave for um, Mary Kate's character. I think Jane looks good too. Her outfits were cute too. I agree. Cause like, I feel like with movies like this one and like movies of the past, it's easy to like make the punk look look really like costumey and like um like not to look very jc penny yeah it can look very like like trying too hard that's whereas what call, that's what i call punks on the cw i call them jc penny punks like whoever <laughs> and his boyfriend in uh um pretty little liars i think he was kind of a jc penny punk it was like they're a little too clean or something yeah <laughs> yes. it was like yeah it, it just it did didn't really feel authentic, but like everything about Jane and her character style felt very authentic to the character because like when we first meet her, she's like opening her closet door and it's super messy and she just decides to like go throughout the day wearing the same t-shirt she just woke up in, um, which I feel like is very like punk and very like skater girl who said to you later girl. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it just worked for her. And then like, I really love Jane's uh, monochromatic situation. Like everything from like her room to her outfit, to her wardrobe, to her inflatable oh, neck pillow situation that she had on the train. Like, I love that it was all pink and it was consistent and like, definitely watch this movie thinking like, this bitch is a Virgo. Like she is <laughs> definitely a Virgo from the sticky notes to the color coordination to how perfectly tailored her blazer was. Um, so I think the best part of this movie was the costuming and the costume design because I mean, everything else is just kind of like 
racist and didn't age well. So like the costume. Simple plan. Simple plan. Simple plan did do really good. I I will say that. Yeah, you should have had like a scene scene. Mm -hmm. And um, so the costume designer for New York Minute was Christopher Hargaden. Hargaden? Um, I watched a few interviews before this to like learn how to say his name, but obviously it didn't stick. So um, (laughs) Christopher Hargaden, um, we're just going to go with that. Some of his previous work includes um, Billy Madison. He worked, yeah, he worked in the costume department, the men's costume department for that film. Um, Some of his most recent work includes the Umbrella Academy. Um, Yeah, he's the costume designer for that. Mary Um, J. Blige and Robert Robert Sheehan. mm -hmm. I think they're dating. I think they're. (laughs) You know, I saw that rumor, and I kind of ship it. She's living my life, my dream. Yeah, I, I kind of. also living it. my dream. <laughs> you know what? If she's happy and if he's happy, I, I fully support it. And Mike, and like it's like a Mike and Romance tie-in as well. Like Mary, we need a crossover album, please. Yeah, please. us yeah. auntie emos are ready. <laughs> like, could you, could you imagine? I can. I can. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, some of his other work includes Hannibal. Uh, the series, okay, mm-hmm. and then the newer seasons of the X Files from 2015 to 2016. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other movies that he's worked on are The Pacifier with um, Vin Diesel, I think it is, or is it mm-hmm. The Rock? One of those muscle heads. Uh, <laughs> and then Miss Mr. Magorium's Wonder Euphorium. Okay, I think I said that right. Good. That was one of the like fantasy movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was really pretty. He worked on that one, and he also worked on The Rocker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is that with, is that with Mark Wahlberg? Is that what The Rocker is? Um, it's that guy from um The Office. It's Dwight from The Office. Oh, oh Rain Wilson. Never mind him. Yeah, and I think the like post the movie poster is like this. <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. If I remember correctly. Um, I actually, I know, right? Uh, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep it 100. When I was looking at his work and, like, the movies and the TV shows he's worked on, it doesn't really seem like he has, like, as cool of a resume as some of the other costume designers I've researched and looked into. Um, But, I mean, he did his thing for New York Minute. I thought these outfits were really good especially for the time. Um, I'm not really one to compare and contrast things like movies and actresses and stuff like that. But because this movie did come out around the same time as some of those other movies I mentioned earlier, like uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen and Mean Girls and um, that one movie with Hilary Duff that I just can't remember the name uh, of. Cinderella? Uh, Cinderella story. Yeah. Um, and then like there was a few and other- Razor Boys. <laughs> Razor Boys. I think Princess Diaries also came out around this time. I feel like the costume design in those movies were just like- More memorable? Very much so. So mm-hmm. like, although I think he did a really good job doing the costume design for this movie, um, I feel like it could have been better. Like, I feel like their outfits could have been more memorable. Um, I feel like they could have, I don't know. I just wanted more, like upon rewatching it, I was like, you know, this came out and 
the time of like the early 2000s where like fashion was like so different than it had previously yeah. been in the 90s. Um, and there were so many different styles and like things going on that he could have played off of that I didn't see a lot of in this movie. Um, but I still think that the outfits were great. Like I loved mm -hmm. the um, House of Bling outfits and the yeah. all the outfits they put them in, all the wigs, like uh, Roxy, I, <laughs> I was taking notes and I put that uh, Roxy was wearing the Foxy Cleopatra wig from- um, She was when she was in the- Austin Powers and Goldmember. <laughs> yeah, she did look light skin a little bit. Yeah, time. no, especially when she had the afro. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what? This could be cultural appropriation. They were or race, race fishing. Yeah, or I was like, she could also be doing a Bob Ross. Um, okay. Yes. Play thing. Mm -hmm. Right, because I was like, it's a brunette um, afro. Like, this could yeah. either be black girl cultural appropriation or. It could be Bob Ross inspired. Well, wasn't it? Didn't the black woman do it to her hair? Mm hmm. Okay, so it's definitely more Afro than <laughs> than. Right, right. Than, I was I was just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, well, but um, yeah, I think I think some of the best looks or the best looks from the film came from House of Bling. Shout out to black yes, women. Yes, I th um, I think they could have easily gone more cringy here. Like that could have you know this movie already had some racist undertones mm -hmm. i didn't i think they were safe in house of bling i don't have any, that many complaints about that scene right um, and it was I, a little I, random but you know yeah <laughs> i thought it was great necessarily offensive yeah yeah i mean i definitely feel like house of bling was kind of used to like use black people to like push the story yeah. like they were kind of not like characters as much yeah. as they were no, like props yeah. to the movie um so i mean like as disappointing as that was I do think the House of Bling um, scene or part of the movie was like the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like it was definitely my favorite. Um, and I would say it is good that they didn't like make a movie about New York and be like, oh, there's only white people here. Right. <laughs> At least they did like make an attempt to show us other people who live in New York, but you right. know, they failed in a lot of ways, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the outfits they years. ended up being styled in at the end um, mm -hmm. when they had like their final looks. Uh, it was definitely giving to me like, oh, my mom's gay best friend picked out my outfit for tea night at the club. Like that's what I got from the outfits that they were wearing. <laughs> so um, yes. it's, it's very specific, but like, I mean, the, yes. the whole costume design for the whole film was giving very much so like, my mom's gay best friend picked out my like school clothes this year and like this is what I'm wearing. Cause I'm like yeah. only a queer man would style a teenage girl in a Metallica t-shirt, boot cut jeans and that red hat. <laughs> now I'm not saying it wasn't a look. I'm just saying, I don't think a teenage girl without the influence of a gay man would be like, that's it, that's the look, that's the outfit. Oh my um, gosh. And then isn't Roxy in one scene wearing like suspenders and then like red velvet capris mm -hmm. yeah. yes she is which oh, oh so like both of them both of their outfits we're gonna leave that where it is but i do think that pieces from those looks could still be worn today it could still be fashionable today like roxy's long like red velvet leopard um blazer situation definitely can see the y2k girls the e-girls wearing that today uh jane's blue like electric blue 
uh, jacket. Can definitely see the E-girls and the Y2K girls wearing that today. Um, but the complete looks, um, yeah, we're going to leave those in 2004. We're going to leave those where they're at. Damn. We're going to leave them there. But I mean, I, I enjoyed the looks for the time. I did. I did. It's not my favorite costume design, but it worked. It yeah. worked for the movie and it worked for the characters. Of course. Yeah. How did you guys, what were some of y'all's favorite looks from the movie? Um, I would, I love, Roxy was obviously my more favorite um, dresser in the movie. Uh, I loved her band shirts. Um, I really liked the House of Bling outfits that they were wearing. I probably like the Afro outfit the best. The New York Knicks? Yes, yeah. that was so cool. That was actually it, so cool. That's, I, that's, you could wear that to the B2K concert and it would be really yes. cool. <laughs> yes, like honestly, I wish, I wish they would have finished the movie in those outfits if I'm being completely real. Like maybe not the Afro for Mary Kate, but yeah. I was definitely into like it Jane's long ponytail yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they definitely spent the majority of that budget on there in the House of Bling. Mm-hmm. but they look good in anything yeah um what, what do you think annie what were your favorite outfits um i also did like her thigh high boots were they thigh high jeans <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i liked those um i think my favorite honestly though i think my favorite outfit might have been the little shorts and the new york i love new york t-shirt that was cute <laughs> and the I love a uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a matching look. What yeah, about... no, they, they made it look cute. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Dom? Um, so I agree with you, Shannon. I think my favorite would have to be the New York Knicks outfits that we got maybe three seconds of screen time of. Um, I thought they looked super cute. Um, it was very 2004. It was very New York. It was very inspired by like hip hop culture. Um, so I love that. I think for each character, my favorite Jane look was probably the beginning of the film during the dream sequence when she's wearing like the really chic, um, like black suit situation, like the blazer skirt. Uh, I thought that was really cute. I thought she looked really um, sophisticated. It was giving like Ashley Olsen now with like the row. Uh, so I enjoyed that. And I think for Roxy, I love the end where she's wearing like the boho chic kind of matured version um, of a look that she was wearing earlier in the film with like the uh, blue kimono situation and the beaded, the red beaded necklace. I thought that was really cute. So I think those are probably my two favorite looks outside of the New York Knicks look. So good. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like all the costumes had like this sophisticated queer aspect to them. Like I could definitely look at, like I definitely watched the film and was like, okay, there's a queer man behind these looks. Like I, really? yeah, yeah, I mean, just me personally, I felt like there was uh-huh. something so familiar about these outfits. Um, like even Jane's like really girly pink look, like it definitely was giving like sophisticated queer Ooh, business yeah. woman, teen girl situation. Like. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but that's kind of how it was like registering to me in my head. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, how did you guys feel about like overall the looks of this movie? 
Um, I thought that I thought they looked very polished, and I think that the girls always looked really good. I feel like the other characters didn't re- like their clothes are pretty normal. There wasn't a lot of uh, you know style direction there. You know, they just looked like normal people. Um, but yeah, the girls always looked really good, and I thought they looked very 2000s and like cute, you know, like how they're supposed to be. I do wish it was, I, I kind of just wish that they just made a movie from the show. Like, cause they dressed really, they dressed kind of like the girls from 13 when yeah. they were on the show, but like, you know, a little bit cleaned up. So I would have loved maybe a movie version of that show. Like yeah. they go to college or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy that DVD set and find it. <laughs> what about you, Annie? How did you feel about like all the costumes just like overall in the film? I like, especially after hearing you like say all that, it is kind of, you, you hit the nail on the head where it's just like, maybe everything felt kind of flat, kind of like the rest of the movie. Oops. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So like, actually, I guess contradicting what I said earlier, like, I don't really think of this movie and think of the outfits first, except the, her red cap and the, and the Metallica outfit. Um, but there was already so much going on in this movie. Maybe they couldn't add cute clothes. Is that <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? There's so yeah. much. Yeah. And I think if they, like, I feel like they there could have definitely been smarter decisions made because I think at this point, the Olsen twins had already established them, themselves as businesswomen um, because not only had they done, like, all of the movies and all of the TV shows, and um, I think at this time they also had, like, their fashion line at Walmart and they had like their toys and their Barbies and um, all of the video games that were attached to like the movies and the TV shows they were doing. So like, I feel like the movie, like that's why I emphasize so hard that the movie could have like definitely gone in a way different direction because of the direction that like the Olsen twins were like the path that they were already on. So like, I think the movie would have been better if they would have focused less on like the racist plot and more so on like the looks and the, the fashion. Outfits. Yeah. 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 Like I wish, looks. yeah, I wish there would have been more like outfit changes or more no like Chinese fashion accents. montage. Yeah. yeah. Like no Chinese accents. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I hate cultural appropriation, but like, I would have definitely preferred to see them in like some Gwen Stefani, Harajuku girls inspired looks or something like that. Like if you wanted to like, in, like include, different cultures because it wasn't just racist towards like Asian and black people. Like you had this stereotypical like like Indian cashier at the um gas oh, station. Yeah. And like yeah. I don't know if that actor's accent was like real oh, or if it was not. like something okay. like, you know, that was like made to be more dramatic for the movie. But like I mean even the one queer character at like the um House of Bling, like how he came out and he was like off flamboyantly like, oh, 911. And then like, you know, doing his little montage with the dog and like all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like they could have, like if they wanted to include all of these things and all of these people and like represent all of these different like groups and cultures, like they could have just gone about it in a different way. And maybe that wasn't the intention to like show these groups or cultures in a positive light maybe the intention was to just like make fun of it but like I don't know I find that hard to believe because of the Olsen twins being attached to it and like them having such a diverse fan base at the time because like I mean yeah no way was that their idea I can't imagine yeah. them being like we want to 
a guy to have a fake Chinese accent, or we're not doing yeah. that. Like, I can't see that at all. No, we don't want that. No. <laughs> Which like makes sense why they don't act anymore. You know, yeah, like, like I'm putting up with this, right? Yeah, yeah being <laughs> on top of all that, being thrown around and naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I doubt they wanted that either. either. I doubt they wanted that either. Yeah. And I mean, like, trigger warning. Um, Definitely trigger warning to all the listeners out there. But, like, at this time during, like, filming, Mary-Kate Olsen was dealing with an eating disorder. So, like, like, during filming, I think her parents were, like, trying to, like, force her to go to, like, these um, basically, like, rehabilitation centers and stuff like that. So, like, they were already dealing with a lot. And so they, I feel like they weren't really in control of their lives at this point because, like, whether or not this movie was like their decision. Um, I feel like they were definitely being heavily influenced by the adults in their lives. Uh, and I mean, I just, these are just like my personal oh, opinions, but I, I'm sure they look back on this movie and like completely regret it and like wish yeah. they wouldn't have done it. And like, you know, wish they would have taken that time. Yeah, they were to just do turning something out else. movie after movie after yeah. movie since they were babies. That's mm-hmm. so much. That is so much, man. While dealing with their own personal stuff, because like mm-hmm. they were being like torn apart by the media. You know, I, I like this was during the time of tabloid, so it's like yeah. every I mean, time I walked into a grocery, yeah. yeah, like every time I walked into a grocery store, it was like. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were on the cover of these magazines and people were talking about their lives and like talking, like just talking about these teenage girls in a way that no adults should be talking about teenage girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like that on top of the fact that they've been child actors since before they could even like talk. Like it's just, yeah, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. It's crazy to me. So I just really feel for the Olsen twins and like I have a soft spot in my heart for them. But, um, yeah, I watched this movie with kind of sadness because it's like, I really don't, I don't think this is like yeah. the movie they wanted to make, you know? Kind of similar to how I feel watching Amanda Bynes things, like what was going in her, because nobody knew for a long time about, you know, whatever she was dealing with, because we still don't really know all the way. Yeah. And for her to be like so professional and be able to like, to perform so well, I think that's mm-hmm. it, like, that she could perform so well, but still be struggling with so many things like it's just it's really a you're just like a shell of yourself I guess you're just like out there but not inside of yourself I, I don't know how to explain that but right right yeah. I, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down yeah thank you I just I I'm glad we're finally talking about you know tabloid culture and predatory uh people in and sh- in, in specifically like child entertainment because like have you thought about uh, the the actor who played Sam and I Carly and how she'll never she's never going to work again? She said because of how traumatized she was by was it Dan Schneider? Is that the guy, mm-hmm. who, the weird guy who's a defeat who like right. is in charge of all those Nickelodeon shows? Like there's just so much behind the yeah he's like so if you ever watched like any Nickelodeon shows that he did he did like Drake and Josh I Carly um, is it Sam and Sam and Cat and uh, Victorious I guess Victorious. He mm-hmm. like puts these jokes in about feet. And I remember I remember watching this as a kid and being like, are feet that funny? Like I don't understand why every joke is about feet, but apparently he had a he had a he has a weird thing for feet. And the old Nickelodeon sign, one of the old signs used to be a foot. It was an orange foot with, with the white Nickelodeon in it. So he's like using these kids for his kink, 
mm-hmm. which is disgusting. And um, he's in charge of their jobs. Like, and they're like, it's just, I'm glad we're finally talking about these things so that hopefully, you know, entertainers in the future don't have to go through all this. I'm glad tabloid culture has changed or died down or right. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know. I don't see, I don't buy tabloids anymore, but hopefully it's not like it used to be because watching the Britney Spears documentary and just like everywhere you go, you just see flashes of light. That's mm-hmm. so scary. That's um, how can you even walk straight with all these lights in your face? And you know, you have your child that you're trying to protect. Like that shit's crazy. But I did see this Kanye West video where he was yelling at some, some paparazzi who was at his house at 4 a.m. And he's like, you blood sucking mosquito. <laughs> Get out of here. You want me to go to your house? And it yeah. sucks because I know that Kim calls the paparazzi. So did he, did she call them on <laughs> to their house? I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, celebrity life and celebrity culture is just such a like interesting thing to me because it's like, I'm in no way close to that lifestyle, but like, I'm a young kid who grew up with the internet. Like I, like I know what it feels like to be like judged and ridiculed and have people like make comments about like your body and your looks and the way you talk and you know, the things you like and how you dress and all that kind of stuff. And like, I always just think about like these young actors and child stars who grew up in this industry. And I just feel so bad for them because it's like, yes, they're rich and they have all this money and all this access to all of these things that we as normal people perceive as great. But like, can you imagine what it feels like to be a teenage girl and like go to the grocery store and see your face on like a magazine and have like all of these adults and they're like, 20s 30s and 40s no, calling you a slut calling you a this Wait, yeah you know, talking about like, the days to you turn 18 shit like right that. like sexualizing you before you like even have come to like your own set of terms with your own sexuality like it's it's just a wild thing to me so when i rewatch these movies like that i loved growing up as a kid it just like makes me think about like these actresses and like it, it just like I just I really do just have such a soft spot for them because it's like you have to you have to be a really strong person to deal with this shit and to like live after like live life after like being an Olsen twin. You know what I mean? Like that that is not a life that I would ever want to live or that I would ever want anyone that I know to live. Like that's just it's just weird. It's so weird to like have your whole life and a whole just everything be like a topic of conversation for people who don't, who don't even know you. I know. Yeah. Who don't so, even know you. Yeah. So I know that's like, has nothing to do with costume <laughs> design, but I felt like it was important to kind of touch on because like we grew up in this with them, you know, we grew up witnessing. We saw it. We saw it. Yeah. We, we were like, we were there firsthand. So like uh, being able to look back and see it from a new perspective and be like, wow, you know, these girls were like basically like superheroes, <laughs> the way that they were able to like survive being celebrities, you know, and it makes- I understand, I understand yeah. exactly why they sat down and they're like, no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so they're, I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. They seem like they're in a much better place doing, being fashion designers who aren't necessarily celebrities anymore, so. Married to yeah. a French billionaire, right? Or French politician? Divorcing. Okay, well, take oh. his money, sis. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So shout out the Olsen twins, shout out the Roe, um, shout out all the child actors who grew up in a sick and twisted industry that's tried to sexualize them and make them grow up too fast. Like, I hope they're all doing okay and getting all the help that they may or may not need um, slash deserve. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my little two cents. Okay, good. Um, that wraps up uh, Dion Stavins' report. Dion yeah. Stavins' report. Let's cut, for, <laughs> let's cut for a commercial break. Cool. Okay. Sorry, I, I like totally went off on a tangent. There. No, maybe you're good. That was a good time. <laughs> All right, we are back. Um, let's get to the end of this movie. Uh, so basically they end up having a big blowout. Um, and, uh, Jane's got the dog, right. With the chip in it and she's running late for her thing. And Roxy, you know, they're fighting about, you know, who they're fighting about, like who helps their dad more. And, you know, Jane is telling her, you know, I'm going to London because it's 3000 miles away from you, blah, 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 blah. And so now they're, you know, have this angsty walk in, in Times Square where they both look back at the wrong times when they're already gone. Um, and she ends up getting kidnapped again, Jane and the dog. And uh, he puts her in the, he picks her up this time and puts her in the back of the trunk. Um, Roxy finds the planner and she lets her five minute boyfriend out of the trunk. Um, and he, you know, he's immediately game to go with her supernatural. <laughs> uh, and you know he's fine with going in the trunk and he wants to go with her to the next place where he might also be put into a trunk so I don't see why he wants to do that um, and so now Jane is back at the lair or wherever they've taken her um, and she's like this simple plan CD didn't come out yet <laughs> this movie didn't come out yet and she's like oh my god they're bootleggers and she's like really above them elitist above them like it's okay sis it's okay. i mean like they're not yes. killing anyone <laughs> like, it's all right let them let them stop i mean i got so much from bootleggers as a kid like they would have everything my parents would buy all the movies before before streaming mm -hmm. <laughs> buy them at, you buy them at church <laughs> my aunt um, was a bootlegger right Don't so hate. i oh i had all the bootleg cds i literally had like every cd i could ever want or not even want yes so hashtag blessed right they're a library that's what they're providing <laughs> yeah um the mom's about to stab the dog to get the chip back uh but somehow her but somehow jane and the dog escape and they're like being chased through chinatown and they run into this horny dude again and he's like oh i can't wait to bump into you again <laughs> <laughs> well, i wish i'd written down his other other ones but they were all very horny frat guy humor. Mm -hmm. he, they've not had a normal conversation yet. Normal they were all like, he only talks in like one liners. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God, are you naked? That's basically what he would say. He's like, oh someone's going to get hurt if we keep running into each other like See? this. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> wow. That might as well have been like, are you in birth control? <laughs> <All right. laughs> that he had four lines. He had four horny lines. Like, mm -hmm. what was his audition wow. process? I must know. Um, <laughs> so they get to the, uh, Roxy gets to the place and she, you know, ends up giving the speech as Jane, um, you know, classic Twinaroo. Uh, and um, she drops the speech cards before she gets up there, of course. So she's just talking from, she's, she, they didn't even do that thing where they were going to, where in movies, if you drop the cards, they're going to like talk from the heart or something. Cause actually mm -hmm. we never got a speech. 
No. You never no. really get a speech or like a, a moment of point for the movie because <laughs> she she doesn't get the chance to like talk from the heart and then you get an Avril Lavigne Steen quote. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta go and make things so complicated? <laughs> Why you gotta go and do that, that, that. So the way you're... <laughs> Jane gets there with the dog and the bike boy and uh, they you know, they all the villains come on stage at one time and the senator, the mom uh, of Supernatural. So it's the truancy officer and the uh, guy who's pretending to be Chinese and they're all on stage and eventually the truancy officer has to arrest the fake Chinese man because he's a bootlegger because Ashley ratted him out to the whole audience. <laughs> I get, why would they like viciously arrest him? Get that man, he's a bootlegger. <laughs> So is that not a fine? It should be a fine, not like a tackle and <laughs> rest, whatever. Um, now they have their long apology. And this is where you think there would be a speech, but there's no speech. Or you think the dad would be there and be like, I'm so proud of you girls, your mom. You know, no. Nope. Um, they go out into the state, they go out on the steps and the, the bike the bike boy wants to bump into her again, wants to bump into Dana. <laughs> uh and the man who they've been spilling their stuff on all day, Hudson McGill. He's the name of this fellowship. He gives it to her because he picks up her cards. So, like, you tell me people came and gave speeches, but he's giving it to some girl who caused a commotion and, <laughs> and dropped her cards? Jeez. Privileged. <laughs> she gets a fellowship to it is Oxford. not real life. They have a big hug. Yeah, it's not real life. <laughs> And I then later I was just gonna say I was just happy that the black people didn't end up being criminals at the end. Like, <laughs> thank you, they're good. Yeah, they, it, was fake, it was the fake Asian man, so it wasn't even really yeah. like, Asians, right? Cats, so <laughs> there is that. Maybe that's why they wrote it. They, they thought, yeah, oh, twenty twenty one, they're gonna. They're gonna, <laughs> they're like gonna think ahead. Yeah, this movie. Right. Um, yeah. So the movie ends. Of course, uh, Roxy's band is recording. They're going to London. And everyone's going to London. They're just all going to London. Right. Because the boy on the bike is moving there. <gasps> so there's going to be a part two. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to have a real conversation. Let's <laughs> like, Jane, don't invite Dick when you're going abroad. Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. You are cutting your, you're limiting yourself, sis. You literally are. You're limiting. You literally yourself. are. You are. Okay. That, my friends, was um, <laughs> a New York Minute. That was New York Minute. You can find it on HBO Max right now. That's where I watched it. Also, Tubi, which is an incredible app. Before we get out of here, and you guys haven't had a, um, a, a warning about uh, who the two actors are. Before we get out of here, we're going to play a little game I call Seven Degrees of Heaven. I'll name a cast member and a random celebrity, and Dom and Annie have to connect them in seven degrees or less. You can take a little time to think about this one. Um, I tried to make it easy. Uh, Ashley Olsen is the cast member. You have to connect Ashley Olsen to Ice Cube in seven degrees or less. Take your time and think about it. Whoever's first. Wow. <laughs> Annie, you wow. know this, Annie. Annie, you know this. I made it for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't let me down. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to. <laughs> and we found a friend. 
Sure. Okay. Can that friend be Google? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to search? Yeah. I mean, somebody should answer. <laughs> I just want to know. I can't remember what movies Ice Cube has been in. Does it have any? No. Wait, you All right. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. His son is in a movie. <gasps> I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. Annie, do you oh, want to wait, 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 wait. Oh, Annie, do you have what? it? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, Annie. Yes. Oh, okay. I have to. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> Olson and oh, I feel so bad. I don't know Ice Cube's son's name. Um, Ooh, but his son is an actor who is also in Ingrid Goes West. So Shay, O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson. I mean, they're they're family members, siblings. They look. They could yeah. be brothers. Yes, uh, <laughs> they're was... twins. And Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen is. Yeah. Wait, did I say yes. that? Perfect. Okay. Ashley Olsen to Elizabeth Olsen to O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I think is his name. And then to Ice Cube. Where is O'Shea Jackson? He's very handsome. He is. I would like another movie, please, sir. It's been a couple years. Could you imagine like a Friday movie with the Olsen twins? No, <laughs> no dumb. <laughs> Look at me. What? Like, like next Friday with Mary Kay and Ashley oh, Olsen, or like straight out of Compton. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Boys in the Hood. <laughs> a little time on Fridays. <laughs> no. No, um, oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, well guys, that was this week's episode. <laughs> Check out our Instagram. Huh? That was a good seven degrees. Yes. I like yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Check I out our Instagram good. and Twitter at Success Film Club <laughs> to find out what movie we're doing next. We'll see you next time for another episode of Six Sad Film Club. <laughs> <laughs>